Warning, this podcast contains language not suitable for children and some adults. I want to storm your castle. Whenever you're ready. Hello and what? <laughs> Hello <Hi. laughs> and welcome. Now, motherfuck. Hello and welcome to another season in the books. No. We've done season two. <laughs> Fuck! Shut up! <laughs> and now it's time to give. <laughs> Just start over. I guess I have to at this point. Yeah, you lost your flow. Yeah. You, the, yeah. I lost my flow? You do realize this is just a little bit of revenge, right? No. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to an about episode from Oops, Oops We Broke the Multiverse. I'm your host, Anthony O'Neill. Across the table is Anthony Gabba. To his left is Anne-Marie Cruz. And right across the table from her is Sean Cruz. Welcome, everybody. Thanks. Hello. Hey. Are you ready to talk about Star Trek? Yes, let's do it. This isn't about Star Trek adventures. So why don't we start the questioning off with the GM being me? Go ahead and question me. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll when are we going to be done? <laughs> do better. Uh, so yeah, Star Trek adventures. Uh, tell us a little bit about the game. Uh, so, so what is Star Trek adventures and... Who's publishing it and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we're doing Star Trek Adventures. It was released in 2017 by Modifius. Modifius Entertainment Limited. And is this a game based on Star Trek itself? Oh, yeah. Like all things Star Trek? Oh, yeah. It's it's not only just all things Star Trek, but it also tries to be extremely canon for Star Trek. So, yeah. Nice. Well, what made you choose this game? You know, I love Star Trek. I grew up watching it with my mom, and she loved uh, Next Generation and Voyager. And I mean, she watched Enterprise, but really only for the dog in it. I mean, it was a cute little beagle. Yeah, yeah it was adorable. Uh, so yeah, I just grew up on it. And um, she also liked DS9. She loves loves her some chocolate Captain, C- uh, Captain Cisco. <laughs> nice. My dad, I really liked uh, Seven of Nine. Yeah, my mom too. <laughs> so, Anne, you, uh, you, how, what's your Star Trek experience? I always watched it with my dad. So we started off with Enterprise, um, mm-hmm. and then we, then when um, Anthony, oh, uh, Gabba turned me on to Voyager, and then I'm like, oh, I remember watching this because um, Seven Nine doesn't come on until like later in the seasons, and so as soon as Seven Nine came on, I was like, oh, flashback to my dad being like. Oh, I love Seven. I'm, I'd marry her. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Tony. Yeah. So, like, uh, ultimately, it was always Enterprise and then Voyager for me. Yeah. What so. about you, Gabba? Uh, I have oh, next gen and watched every Star Trek at least once. Because <laughs> my dad was super to Star Trek, too. Yeah. Even the animated series? Yes. <laughs> I, but for one. That's new, though, it's right? It's not. No, no, the not, not lower decks. Lower decks. Lower decks is there's new. straight yeah. up a Star Trek the animated series from what the 70s. Yeah, no Ca- Captain Kirk and Leonard Nimoy. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never watched the original Kirk and Nimoy stuff. I I'm so sorry. He's something to YouTube. 
Yeah. yeah. Those Actually, cartoons. you probably could find it on YouTube. Yeah. Or Paramount Plus, which is not a sponsor, but... <laughs> yeah. I never I never really was into Star Trek. I think for me growing up, it was like, you're either into Star Wars or you're into Star Trek. Like uh, straight up from that movie, Fanboys. But uh, I, I like it. I've watched some... Next Gen was probably the most I'd ever watched. I watched all the new movies that they made. Um, oh, and yeah. then once... Uh, Anthony O'Neill decided uh, he wanted to do Star Trek Adventures. I started watching Deep Space Nine mostly, which I think is a fun. I know it's not tr- traditional like you're on the Enterprise and d- blah, blah, blah. But there is so much fun um, uh, like challenges these characters are put into right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it makes for great story. And Quark is great. And Cisco's great. Quark! Like, <laughs> yeah. And I like, I like that, uh, you know, the, the Ferengi, like you learn really quick just how they are. Um, and even when the Grand Nagus shows up and how they act with him and how, geez, it's, it's great. <laughs> so anyway, that I don't have much experience, but um, so far it's, it's a great um, kind of uh, universe to be playing in. Well, true. And then also like Will Wheaton, you know, next gen, like yeah. he's like grown into such like an ultimate nerdum with his own podcasts and tabletop games. And so I'm like, it's always just I'm glad, you know, go yeah. back watching um, next gen. I'm like, oh, look at young Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> Will Wheaton. That and Wallace Shawn is just amazing. He plays the Grand Nagus in it. Yes. Oh, so I... When I heard when I watched that episode and I heard his voice, I was like, "No way!" And I googled it. I was like, "What?" Yeah. So imagine Wallace Shawn on his knees, walking around yeah. the whole time with his big cape. Inconceivable! <laughs> Quark. Uh, he was using that holodeck yeah. nonstop. <laughs> I also really liked the episodes with Q that pops up. Like, oh, I, the Q ones were always fun. Uh-huh. And then like Sean was like, oh, I don't know that character. I'm like, he's like the Loki of Star Trek, where he just pops in different like seasons and just stirs up some trouble and fun and flirts with everybody, and then just pops right back out of existence. <laughs> oh, so he's fun. the manifestation of universal chaos. <laughs> oh, I love it. So it felt like Star Trek. Anytime they bring Q in, they're like, hey, let's do a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go fucking random with it all right back to the game though <laughs> um star trek adventures is it the standard like D system what system does it use so it uses the 2d 20 system where you have uh, a certain uh, you have like an attribute and you have a discipline and whatever those two numbers are the attributes go from anywhere from seven to twelve and the disciplines go from uh one to five and based on those two numbers added together you're supposed to roll a certain amount of successes which are that number and below um and based on the task that the uh keep uh the dungeon master or whatever gives you you have to beat that many times of success now you can do this by either having um rolling well enough with your two dice or you can buy dice by like spending momentum in this game um you can also roll a one which counts as two successes which is the opposite of anyone that plays you know dungeons and dragons wants to save <laughs> like fuck i rolled a one yeah oh wait no that's really good here <laughs> There is a learning curve oh, for it, sure. It's, it's going to be all to. season with it too. Yeah. <laughs> fuck and, a one. Oh wait, no, it's yay, good. twenty. Yeah. Oh no, wait, oh fuck. By the end of the season, we'll finally get the one, and we go back to D and D, and then we roll a one. We're like, yeah, fuck you, and then you're like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. And mind. there's one other way in which you can gain more success, and that's um, every character has like focuses, and if your role is like kind of, it's kind of a very loose term focus, and like you have very loose terms but say for example you have composure and you're trying to like uh persuade somebody to do something by having like 
uh, you can base that on that and then your discipline in that area anything below you roll that and anything below that on the dice is a critical success so there's other ways that you can like really succeed at this game and can you talk a little bit about the character sheets like how does a player when they have their character sheet um you know is it similar to D&D? We always kind of, when we do these about episodes, we kind of compare it to D&D being that, that it is the most widespread played It's an easy baseline. Game. It's very yeah. similar so. in that effect. Um, but you need an extra week to do your character sheet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's one of the beauty th- beautiful things about this game is they have a website where you can go and it'll help you set up your entire like, It was sheet. really easy. It, it yeah. took like an, you know, an hour or so for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Really, the work come, came when like you're trying to decide, okay, what species do I want to be and what's my gig, you know? And yeah. What, you well, know. it's lacking explanations for a lot of stuff too. Like I had mm-hmm. to Google it while I was doing the character sheet to figure out like, what are they expecting as far as values? Is that an actual mechanic or is that just flavor? Text. Oh yeah, no. Because they don't talk about any of that when you're doing your character sheet, so you have to do a little extra research. Yeah, like the the entire book itself is about 400 pages, and there's so much explanation and fluff, <laughs> but not about the actual mechanics of the game. Not the right explanation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I did have to go online and send you guys each like the attribute versus dip, discipline chart and like how it works for your guys' thing. Um, maybe you could um, maybe post. Uh, on our uh, Facebook page or something like links, helpful mm. links for folks that might yeah. be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, or like uh, if you want to go to Modifius, uh, dot com, you can also they also have some resources on there. I do believe you have to pay for it, but yeah. So I've heard that uh, what Edge Galaxy's Edge or whatever the oh Scum and Villainy, the Star Wars uh, TTRPG. That one you're not playing Jedi. You're not playing some of these characters you think you'd play in that game in star trek adventures kind of go into okay when you're building a character where do they kind of put you in are you actually on uh, a starfleet vessel are you you know like what's our role as characters Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is is like uh the description that they have on their website is uh uh the Federation needs a new crew and you're the ones to do it. So like, yeah, you are making characters on your own ship. Uh, and in the ser- series or this season, we'll get into you guys getting your own ship. Once you get past like the intro episodes and get used to the game and all, uh, yeah, you guys will have your own ship. You'll have your captain. You'll have your own roles and yeah, just go off on a five year mission. And you're also like able to just create a character. That's just like, leveled up into the max right yeah in this game like the leveling system itself is kind of super different because like each episode like you guys decide on who gets like uh kind of a milestone and then like if you get three milestones you get an arc milestone which is the same thing but a little bit better and if you get three arc milestones then you can actually like improve your character that's when you get a plus two to um, one discipline or focus or plus two uh, two plus ones to either. And yeah, it does take a while to actually level up. So this game is really intended for like longer se- mm, yeah. seasons and stuff like that. So only play, it, only play it with friends you really like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, as it pertains to how we are playing it, 
and what you've got planned for this season. Tell us what is the setting and the place that our little crew is going to be adventuring in. So you guys, this season will start off with you guys graduating from um, the Academy and it's going to be right in between the end of DS9 and right before Picard. So that little gray area. And um, for you know fair use, we did change some of the things that are canon in here to make it you know ours. So that we don't get sued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, just think of this season as being in a different reality than uh, what's canon. Gotcha. So how... Uh, all right, we've got our character sheets. We've got our dice. How do you play? Give us a quick rundown of like what what's gameplay like? Because in games that we've played before, we've played Blades in the Dark, we've played Monster of the Week, and they were very short on rules. I guess you yes. could say it was very very quick and easy. The, the, the Star Trek book is much bigger. Yeah, yeah. but um, like in terms of gameplay, like how do you play? Like, are you uh, do you need a, a map? Do you need a play mat? Do you need what do you need? Well, one of the benefits of this game is that you you can play with maps, or you can just do it all in the theater of the mind, and it's actually. Like it says somewhere in the book that it's preferable just to do theater of the mind. You can have little like um, you know they have they include a star chart with all the places on it, which is useful. But you really don't need anything. You just need to just play it out in the mind and go through it. Yep. Well, you do need dice, and we kind of you kind of yeah. went over that. And- oh, are we going to talk about the new special dice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this game uses challenge dice to roll for damage. Um, based and they the number that you of challenge dice that you get if you attack somebody and you hit them is based upon your security discipline and what kind of attack you're hitting them with. Yeah, next to like my favorite phaser, it's like the number four. Yeah. So it had four challenge dice. Yeah, and uh, the numbers on the challenge dice, um, like if you were using just a regular d6, one is a one damage, two is two damage, three and four is nothing. And then five and six is one damage with an effect. And those effects, um, it'll say right by your uh, weapon, whatever you're using, um, can do anything from area damage to intense damage, um, which uh, increases the cost to avoid injury. Yeah. Um, Knockdown, piercing, and vicious. Like on my character sheet, there's uh, unarmed strike, qualities, knockdown. And my Yushan Tor is vicious one. So now, what is a Yushan Tor? (laughs) You'll have to listen to episode one for that. (laughs) Um, On the dice, like, and we're not a review show, but this is something I think I need to point out to like new players. Of course, we were all excited to play this game, and they were like, "Wait, it uses like its own special dice." And we started like Amazoning this this stuff. It's very expensive. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're the, not cheap dice, and it's and it, and it doesn't come with all the dice you need. Like, there's, I think there's only five of the the yeah. d6s you were it's, describing, it's and then four there's four d6s, and then like three d20s, and you can have up to five d20s in one roll. Right. So. so I think, um, you know, one little hint, we went on Amazon and just bought blank dice, and then we yeah. painted the way to mimic them. Because uh, it does get a little hard, like, looking at the fives, the six. Oh, wait, that's an effect one versus just having a clear picture of mm-hmm. it. But again, it, it's doable. You'll get All right. used to it. So um, how is it to GM this game, in your opinion? This is your first time, right? You, not my first time GMing. No, well, no, uh, but this game. Oh, this yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was good. I'm... Uh, 
this game in particular is fun. It's very extensive when it comes to the rules, which I learned somewhere, maybe read it, that uh, this is a dumbed-down version of the game that they put out in the 90s and 80s. I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> a dumbed-down version of the game they put out in the 80s and 90s. Wow. Now I want to look up the old version just to see how much I didn't bad. know that either. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, the game is still, it's very extensive on the rules. Um, maybe if they put out a, like a simpler one in five years or so, that'd be cool. But as it is, it's still fun to like go through everything. And there's a lot of like, um, like YouTube videos and stuff on how to learn how to play. Some of the dudes on YouTube are weird, but if you get past it, you know, he's got a lot of good information. We're all weird in this yeah. nerd tabletop role-playing game world. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> now you can just listen to us and, yeah. you know, you'll, but you'll learn a lot. One of the benefits is that it is theater of the mind, and um, as such, like, not only does it fit in with our podcast well, but I can just role-play with you guys and yeah. not have to worry about too much of the rules. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll ma- that'll make it fun for both us and the listener. So absolutely. So Anne Marie, how Hi. how has it been so far for you? We've played this a few times already. As at the time we're recording this, yeah. So we could do this episode, yeah. <laughs> so that we actually know what we're talking about. Uh, how's it been for you? How do you like in the game? I like the game a lot. The only part that like I think trips me up is uh, switching my vocabulary more so to like the Star Trek. <laughs> universe sometimes i definitely trip myself up but that's normal as you guys know and also commander and captain and all these different admirals and i'm like oh man like they're just lieutenants you have to remember the order that's the only thing that holds me up everything else like it's been like really fun i like the challenge dice i think that's interesting and um i like rolling i roll low so rolling the d20s so far has been (laughs) pretty nice (laughs) yeah right on (laughs) anthony how about you gabba uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I got really lucky too that Anthony is letting me go as far outside the box with my character as I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You and Anne have great characters, but you guys went more by the book as far as character creation. Whereas yeah, yeah. I'm a, a half Vulcan who's obsessed with Top Gun and gets away with wearing aviators and a flight jacket everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I've been enjoying it as well. It It is so intimidating at first. Um when you watch the videos on YouTube and you're like, how to play, like, oh my God, it's like a 16 part series of how to play mm-hmm. this thing. I was like, geez. And they're two hours each. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, O'Neill, you did a good job kind of preparing us for this. I think the character sheet does do a good job. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, it outlines kind of what you're supposed to do for you. And a lot of your roles are based on your attributes and discipline. So once you go from there, the rest kind of falls into place. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. I like it as well. And I tried to dumb down the uh, rule book itself and give you guys like a much more simplified version of it rather than like flipping through 400 pages trying to find something. It's just all the sections that it has and like a, a very simplified explanation of everything. Yeah, no, that is uh, really helpful. Yeah, you're doing a good job with that too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I read the book too when you lent it to me and holy shit, yeah. there's just so much to it. So this is all our opinion right now, and of course we'll have to say something at the end of the season, but I would say this would be something I'd enjoy playing long term, you yeah. know, like when you think about it's a it's a it's a game that deserves months of gameplay with you and your friends. There's so much potential for different planets and then yeah. all the different yeah. like yeah. species and races, yeah. like it just it's fun. And that's part of why the book's so big, right? There's a lot of probably a lot of content there. Mm-hmm. So let's. Uh, you kind of hinted at your character there, Gabba. Um, give us a quick <laughs> intro of who that is. So my character's name is Pete, 
It's just Pete, and he's a Vulcan. Uh, and his dad named him after uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell from Top Gun because that was the first uh, movie that baby Pete ever saw and reacted to, which, of course, led to the divorce. Uh, he's got a human dad and a Vulcan mother. Yeah. And you kind of lean into that Top Gun theme, right, with the yeah. character a lot. We won't spoil anything, but no. yeah, it's like he wants to be funny. a pilot. Every time he's on a ship, like he just beelines it for the the pilot station, the yeah. con, yeah. And just fuck everybody else. He's always like, "When do I get to fly? When do I get to fly?" <laughs> and Anne Marie, give us a quick, uh, you know, and you're going to get better descriptions in episode one, but uh, give us give us kind of your rundown real quick. I'm Kiana Pax. I'm a trill. So it's like one of those people that have like the slug like symbionts inside their body so then they can kind of like listen to my slug gut. And then um, <laughs> also self-medicating. I like this <laughs> my slug gut. Right. And then also I'm more in the medical field and I am more of like a Hermione character and such where I want to do good. and I have a bunch of anxiety and I just want to save everybody and I don't want anyone to get hurt. So, you know, I come from a small world where my parents thought like, you know, the world of me and, you know, like you have to excel really well, like um, really high in stuff over in Trill to get one of those slug symbionts inside you. So I think I think the the first person I think like uh, was disqualified and I was like the second runner up or something like that. But (laughs) (laughs) did you coin that phrase slug gut? Yeah. Nice. That's a sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be playing Call Chikaka, and I am going to do the biggest service to Andorians that has ever been done <laughs> since, since Andorian wine, because they are just not, they talk, they're talked about all the time, but they aren't ever really in episodes. Um, and so I'm, I'm aspiring to be chief of security and the very first Andorian to ever be on a starship Starfleet bridge as chief of security. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. Now Clearly let's go over seen Star Trek new world. So <laughs> yeah, that's brand new. Um, I, I came up with it first. Andorian wine or Andorian ale? Andorian ale. What did I say? Wine. Oh, oh sorry. Andorian you might have been ale. thinking of the um the, the wine. damn blood Klingon wine. wine. Yeah. yeah. Well, then no spoilers. But yeah. All right. So, um, Anthony, now give us kind of your plans for this season. Um, you know, you've got you've got quite a bit planned. It's exciting. It's yeah. different from what we've done so far. Give us kind of a, a preview of what so you're planning. What I want to do is um, because. Each and every single Star Trek, it's very episodic where another person has, like, highlights. Well, I wanted to do that, but also include, like, you three, who are the main members of Who's Who Broke the Multiverse. Um, but also throw in a new special guest uh, just for one or two episodes and just rotate them out. That way you have to keep printing up, um, you know, liability waivers and stuff like that. For Not guests. if you learn how to go digitally. Yeah. Yes. So a different guest every episode, or at or least so. at least a special guest every episode. Do you want to kind of throw at us who you're planning to bring in? Well, so far I have uh, Kane, who did our Call of Cthulhu episode, yep. and Kane. a lot of other stuff with us. Yeah, <laughs> live shows. Yep. yep, they are going to be in the first two episodes, and then uh, my mother is coming on for the next episode. I think oh. we're all excited for your mom to be here. Uh, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, same. Um. She really set herself up to be like a one episode character, though. <laughs> She's playing in an Ocampa, which you, you uh, find those on Voyager. They're really short lived races, and she's a red shirt. She's really, 
And she's going to be super old, too. So she's just like, yeah, I just want to be in one. All the ingredients for a character of one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. she going to die from natural causes at the end? <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Anthony, on the season? Uh, no, I'm just super excited to be doing this. Um, just happy to be here. I'm Excellent. just here so I won't get fined. Well, hey, uh, so we want to real quick. Yeah, definitely excited for season three. We also have some other episodes that we'll be releasing during that same time. Interdimensional People's Court. Yeah. Um, we're going to be, for the first time, releasing uh, a Patreon-exclusive episode where we play Dungeons & Dragons. And if you want to hear the second part to that, please go to our Patreon. And thank you very much to all our Patreon subscribers. You guys yeah. make this happen. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Kane. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, James. And you see, if you join our Patreon, we might put you on an episode. That's right. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Yeah. Rick the Nagus. Rick the Nagus. <laughs> and uh, please, please, please leave us some reviews. If you're digging what you're hearing, uh, let us know. Tell us what we could do better. Whatever. Reviews uh, help us keep doing this for sure. And head on over to our website at www.oopsubrokethemultiverse.com. <laughs>